everyone, Tyler Tambaline here, aka Totag and Tambo, back for another Thursday night football picks and bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. This show, of course, is brought to you as always by PrizePicks.com. Head on over to PrizePicks.com, use promo code MMN, get yourself a hundred percent deposit bonus up to your first hundred dollars. Got another interesting game, we'll say that coming into it. Happy to be back, of course. This is another one here, Jacksonville at the Jets. Jets at home, favored by one. Little bit of weather in this game, it looks like. Some winds, colder weather and whatnot. Uh, 36 point total, so see if they can get the, the ball rolling and see if we can get the points there for this one. But interesting notes for the game, just off the top. We'll go through some of the stuff here with the injuries. We'll go, as always, and get to the prize picks. Then we'll get to the DraftKings segment later on. And then this week, a very special holiday week. Happy holidays to everybody out there, of course. But we've got the main slate up on the Saturday slate this week. So a 10-gamer on Saturday. We'll be previewing that later on in this show as well. And then back in studio with Mayo this Friday for the exposures, roster construction, defense, the secondary stacks, building out some lineups, seeing how things look leading into that Saturday slate. Some big tournaments this week on DraftKings. So can check that out as well just here in a little bit. Back to the game. Couple interesting notes. Mike White ruled out again. I know, you know, everyone thought there was a possibility he could be back last week. Got ruled out there. Thought maybe he'd be back for this week. Ruled out. Conspiracy theorists out there uh, abound. But to say it this way, what we've got now is Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. That is, of course, the number two overall pick in the 2021 draft versus the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft in Trevor Lawrence. So Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. Going up here in the battle of that draft, we'll see how it goes. Trevor Lawrence has been on an absolute tear since that toe injury, whatever it looked like, what Twitter doctors were calling a season-ending injury. That one game came back, bounced back huge. These last few has had a great setup going into this one. Uh, He does have a Q tag on DraftKings. We'll get to that later, but same toe injury, not expected to be out here or anything like that, so you can go ahead with him into your lineups. The other guys to talk about quickly, just the wide receivers for the Jets. You've got Mims, Denzel Mims, and Jeff White, who came in to replace him last week. Both not at practice yet this week at all, so see how this shakes out in the end. But if both don't go, we'll have to see who they bring instead. Maybe it's a little more Braxton Berrios, but they should be running back with Corey Davis. So that's their wide receiver one in Wilson. They started going back to Elijah Moore now, so we'll see how he looks. He got a bunch of targets last week, didn't really do much with them, but he's back getting targets. That's a good sign, maybe out of the doghouse. And then Corey Davis would be back, the main three set. Tight end and whatnot we'll get to later, no injuries there, but they did use Uzoma. Two targets, two touchdowns last week was interesting. Tyler Conklin, talk about him here in a minute. Good segue, actually, as we get to the prize picks, plays for the week. Got two up for you, as always, and I will go there with the segue. Going to number one, Tyler Conklin, over 21.5 receiving yards. It actually started at 20 and went up from there. It's already up at some other books. I definitely think this is one we do the pause the video, go and get it. I like this one quite a bit, especially if those wide receivers are ruled out. The Uzoma touchdowns from last week don't really worry me. It was two targets, two touchdowns. Targets down for Conklin a little, but again, they had to get Elijah Moore back rolling. They did have those other guys there in the mix. I expect them to be able to get after it here. We saw last week, Jags, different setup, Jags, Dallas, but Dallas was able to move the ball quite well there also. So I think that you can see the Jets do the same thing here. Tyler Conklin, over 21 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over this number eight times this season. And in uh, in those times, doubled and tripled it, almost even quadrupled it a couple of times. So just got to get after it here at 21 and a half receiving yards. So the first one, Tyler Conklin, over 21 and a half receiving yards. Second one, going back to the aforementioned T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, other side, over 13 and a half rushing yards. Nice thing here, the number's a little bit adjusted, I think, because of the toe injury. But if you go back, even with the toe injury, he's beat this two of the last three weeks. We go back, 
to seven of his last 10, he's beat this number. So even if they're accounting for it, he's been beating it quite often throughout the season, rushing a little bit more lately. And then on top of that, just random fact, random situation, almost a year ago to this game, he played the Jets. Their pass rush is similar. They still have that set up here this year. He ran on them six times for 37 yards. Not a huge deal sample size of one year ago. Just interesting fact that it actually was basically an exact year ago when this happened. So I would expect them to try and get after him again. I would expect him to be on the move again. And I could see that happening. So two prize picks for the week. First one, Tyler Conklin over 21 and a half receiving yards. Second one, Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rush yards. Lots of other good ones that you can plug in there. I like the Trevor Lawrence over passing props, the mixed pass and rush. I like the Zay Jones over. It's like a 47 and a half. There were some other ones that I was considering, but these were my two favorite for the week. So we'll leave that there. Let's go two for two. All right, so let's move on to DraftKings. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone, of course, where you can find me. Some huge stuff going on this week. Of course, follow me on Twitter, at Toetag and Tambo. This is the final week to get into the draw. We'll be giving away $1,000 cold hard cash on the Friday show with Mayo. We've already given away 500 two weeks ago, 500 last week. Now we're giving the final $1,000 away this week to one lucky winner. Everything is up on my Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Have to be following me, of course. And then the more you do, the more ballots you receive, the more your chances go up to receive the $1,000 as the major Christmas bonus. So excited to give that away. It's been fun. So far, two great winners. Mayo and I will be back on Friday to announce that. Uh, I'll have the tidbits up on Saturday morning. So Tambo's tidbits, you can find them on my Twitter. Just all the little pieces of information and nuggets that I find from around the industry. Plug them all together with the screenshots, a neat format. You can actually see it all there. Get some good picks and some winners out of that. And then, of course, find me over at rumpiersports.com. If you guys haven't got over there yet, not sure what you're waiting for. Producing winners, all sports, one price, some of the lowest pricing in the industry for people that are playing the sports, DFS-wise, week in, week out, putting their money up, having great results, live finals, going back and forth, things like that. So check us out, rumpiersports.com. Let's jump in. Let's go to the DraftKings picks here for the showdown slate. Going to start up top there and just look at the captains as always. We'll talk some strategies, go through some of the flex stuff and some of the other positions. And then later, we'll get into the Saturday game slate for this week. Some big tournaments over on DraftKings there as well. But we got the usual Thursday night football, $15, 500K up top. Pricing is interesting. Lawrence up there at 17-1, not the 18-9 or 19-1 that we're typically seeing on the highest price guy. Kirk is at 15-3. Wilson, much cheaper than Lawrence. They had had uh, Mike White at 15-6, a little bit cheaper to go to Wilson at 14-7. So he's interesting. After that, you've got the run out of ETN, Wilson, Zay Jones, Ingram, Zonovan Knight, all the guys that you would expect. And then you go down into sort of this bonus range or the cheaper range of Marvin Jones Jr., Elijah Moore, uh, Greg Zerloin, the kickers, right? They're in the mix this week, I think. So uh, going back to just Elijah Moore for two seconds, last three weeks, seven, 10, and six targets, not producing a bunch of fantasy points, 9.4, 12, and 3.7, but the targets are there, which takes one week to break those off. And why not on a showdown slate? So I don't mind that. But just talking about the captains up front, I think both quarterbacks, pretty interesting. You know, they'll spread the ball out enough. As much as you saw last week, Trevor Lawrence did not really spread it out. Zay Jones times three, that was, while I was at the live final in New Orleans. Not the most, the most fun if you did not have Zay Jones there. He was 23% owned, so... Uh, shout out to everyone that rostered him. Huge game. But like I said, if you look at Lawrence, 31.8, 36.4 in back-to-back games. Still almost 6,500 plus for your flex spots when you plug him into captain with those value guys. And we'll talk more on some of the flex plays later. Definitely very possible to get Trevor Lawrence into your captain spot here. 
So I would uh, throw him in just as we're talking, recording this live. I see the update come up. He's expected to play, as I'd mentioned earlier. So that's going to be good for this week. Uh, going down to Zach Wilson, 14-7 in the captain. That leaves you over 7,000 per spot left. So again, when you're plugging these guys in, you're likely putting at least one, if not two. Let's say you're going with Z- Zach Wilson to get the savings. I like that actually quite a bit. I'll talk about my favorites at the end, but just going to run through it as I always do very quickly here. You go Wilson you trust the more targets, you still have over 7,000 left for your final three spots, starting with that double stack. So that's why I like that. Again, he can spread it out. I don't think it's going to be just one guy that he locks onto and we have that huge game. If you wanted to flip it around, you definitely can. The guy I would flip it around with and like most, even though I've talked enough about Elijah Moore, I do like him, but I would just go back to the tried, tested, and true Garrett Wilson. Couple of games, down games, for him, two 13.8 DraftKings points back-to-back on seven and nine targets. So uh, hasn't got a touchdown in a while. I think if you go back to week 12, you see he got a couple there. But just looking at that, again, 7,300. You're probably plugging him in with Zach Wilson. You're still over 6,600 for the last four spots. And then again, if you do what I talked about earlier with the double stack, you pump right back up. So just to give an idea, repeating this, Zach Wilson in the captain with Elijah Moore and, and Garrett Wilson. Puts you to around 7,000 and change. I think 7,066 was the number, if I recall correctly. You go back and change it now to Wilson in the captain, and you still put Zach, sorry, Garrett Wilson in the captain, Zach Wilson, and Elijah Moore in the flex. Same three guys, just flip the captain, 7,300. I know it's obvious math, just stating that that's the little changes and nuances you're looking for in showdown. You could go to the same guys and just leave the money. You could do something totally different, or you can go back to what I said earlier, plug in Elijah Moore in the captain and go Wilson and Wilson in the flex. And that's going to leave you 8,000 even. So just a lot of different ways to flip it around here. I prefer the quarterback in the captain most because I think Zach Wilson could spread it around. So I like both, both of those guys. I talked about Conklin earlier in the captain, just 4,800. I would definitely pair him up with Zach Wilson. After that, it's up to you how you want to go about it. But you have almost 9,000 left per spot. This is one of the interesting ways to do it where you could continue with another guy you like, whether it's Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore, you still have a bunch of money left over, right? Uh, Garrett Wilson, 9,000. So still leaves you around 8,800 for the last three spots. But this, I think is where you're trying to get Trevor Lawrence in. And then you're looking at how do you want to fit it down from there? Conklin in the captain, Zach Wilson, get the other quarterback in that you want. You could go ETN instead. If you go ETN over Zach Wilson, you might want to flip the lineup construction a little, but you still have 8,600. If you go Trevor Lawrence, it was 8,000. Difference being those, what I was going to say is if you want to run it out from there, you could get more Jacksonville guys and just leave those two, or you could run it out with another jet and then put the Jacksonville guys on the other side. It's really just how you want to look at it. But if you saw Conklin get the Uzoma effect this week and get two touchdowns, that'd be huge for your lineup to have him and the captain and then four other guys after the quarterback that obviously has those touchdowns to go with them, barring any injury or setback. So I do like that quite a bit, setting it up there. Who else do we have here? Corey Davis, Moore, like I said, those guys are the cheaper ones you could plug up top. I prefer Conklin. If you go the other side, just looking at it, I I prefer Kirk or going back to Zay. I don't really love chasing Zay as much. I would probably just go to Kirk. You go Kirk and Lawrence, you're at about 5,800. You plug in Wilson, you're down to 4,500. So it's definitely a lot more uncomfortable. I think I would like this more in a Jacksonville onslaught or at least a 4-2 where you're plugging in the pieces there. Maybe you go, let's go just Conklin on the other side for a minute as a, a run back. You've got 6,700 
going Kirk and the captain, Trevor Lawrence, and then Conklin on the other side. Again, three spots to fill out, but now you have 6,700. You can get somebody else in there, whether it's, uh, you know, Greg Zerloin as a kicker for the other side to just say, you know, the two guys that maybe would hurt Zach Wilson would be Zerloin kicking field goals, takes away from, from Zach Wilson's upside. And let's say it's just Conklin for the PPR points. He gets six targets this week, beats the number earlier, like in the prize pick, has that set up there. I think you could see this be a way to get there and still have money left over to spend on those last two spots. So I do like that. After that, not much else that I love. The kickers, the the defenses, like I said, if you want to believe in the weather, it's really just cold and 10 to 15 mile per hour wins. I don't see it being a big deal. This is two quarterbacks that definitely could struggle in the, in the red zone or getting, you know, even closer within field goal range where you could see the kickers be involved. Obviously, the quarterbacks can make mistakes here, especially the Wilson side, I think. So, you know, Lawrence has looked a lot better lately, but the Jaguars D is 3,800 in the flex. So don't hate that either. Put them in the captain. You could do that too. Like if you look at the Jags D up top, it's just 5,700. Around them, not much else. But like I said, if you're there, I kind of liked Conklin on the other side. If you wanted to go to him or, or somebody, it's a little bit more money, but I just think that's how I would look at it here. Conklin again was what, um, let me just see here. Just pull it back over. I think he was similar to the Jags D. So Conklin is 4,800. Yeah, he's less than the Jags D. So I just would say that that's sort of where I'm looking at this and going from there. But uh, that's really the only guys. My favorites, like I said, up top. So are both quarterbacks, Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin. That'd be my favorite four up front to talk about. I'll have more over on the Run Pure Sports channel when you guys, if you haven't got over there yet, now's the time to do so. But just talking about what we do over there tomorrow, we will have the premium Thursday night football show. Way more breakdown than just this. This is sort of the overview, the first look. A lot of good strategy stuff that I will bring across, but tomorrow, sort of the final thoughts. We'll have ownership updated, what the field's doing with their lineups, better on the weather, see where people are going with their construction. How can we use game theory to beat them? So uh, a really good show to be a part of. We've got the optimizer over there with Saber Sim. If you guys want to check that out for building your showdown lineups, but I think that's really all there is to say about that. And then of course, I'll have my core plays up and my attack plan, breaking down how I'm attacking this game with my final thoughts. So check that out, rumpuresports.com. Going to the flex, like I said, this is where I'll use more of ETN. This is where I will use Zonovan Knight and go back to him or the Michael Carters, guys like that. Uh, talked about the kickers and the defenses way more in the flex, mostly in the flex. Maybe we get some plays like I talked about down at the bottom. We we mentioned guys earlier, but let's say a, I don't know, like a, a Braxton Berrios. If you go back to last week, six targets. He is only $1,600 in the flex on this slate. It gets even better. If Mims and Smith are both ruled out as of right now, no practices. So could definitely see that happening. Have to wait and see on the rest. There is some other value plays down here you could try out. If you wanted to chase Uzoma, wouldn't hate it. Uh, you could go to a guy like Jermichael Hasty, not really getting much work. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to play him, showdown would be the slate to do it at just 2800 bucks in the flex. So that's some of the guys I'm looking at for this week. Short and sweet, trying to get to the meat of it. Just so you guys know where I'm going with it up front. First look, first glance. Let's move over and talk about this main slate. Like I said, there is some really good tournaments over on DraftKings this week, depending on your bankroll and what you can get into. Again, these tournaments, you can always use qualifiers to get tickets into. The 555, you can still get in before Saturday. There's going to be on the showdown slate. You're going to be able to get in, try and get into this. It is an awesome tournament. The $20 Millionaire Maker is what most people use for entertainment value. Try and see if they can flip 20 bucks into a mill. Got no problem with that. If you're trying to really grind and get ahead, I definitely think the smaller stakes, the smaller fields with the single entries, the three three entry max, five entry max, all those ones, I definitely would aim more towards those 
But here, I think another way to look at it is if you can get in one of these satellites and get into something like this, this is a 555. The structure is not ideal. This is really just saying if you wanted to play a $9 or a $15 qualifier and flip it without much risk, this has a million up top, 125,000 a second. Horrible drop off, but not often will you get a one in 4,500 chance at a million dollars. So this tournament is nice. It's affordable for those with sort of the mid-range bankroll. And then it's going to be filled with regs and pros that have all the money in the world that they can put into it. It's a, it's a 136 max entry. So again, just a shot. If you're still like me looking to make this a hashtag December to remember, this would be the spot to do it. If you want to hit a million bucks, I'm going to be into this tournament quite a bit. We'll talk more on the Friday show with Mayo and myself. It's definitely what I'm going to be attacking. Probably 10 entries and use my money that way. Put five grand and change into it there and try and get into this one. So looking at the main slate, we'll save defense for the Friday show, but a couple of games I'm looking at is really what breaks it down. And I'll, I'll go through some other stuff throughout, but just starting at the quarterback, the game environments lead to the quarterback choices. The Philly-Dallas game. We saw the pace last week. Jacksonville-Dallas. We see what can happen there. Philly has never, you know, we talked about them all season, about, you know, their schedule and what they've got, but they're still doing it. Regardless, they're beating who's being put in front of them. And this game should be awesome. Dak is there. Healthy guys on the Dallas side. Both running backs healthy. Schultz looks awesome. Lamb. Uh, Noel Brown last week. Gallup can get back into the mix at a lower price tag this week. There's all kinds of of options. James Washington maybe shows up at min price this week. We'll see. But just to bring that stuff up, you've got Philly's side is the more interesting one because if Hertz sits out, as the news is right now, he could still play. But if he's out, Gardner Minshew potential. And then that brings in the guys with him. Last year in his starts, Goddard has looked pretty good. So if everyone's on Schultz, you go to the other side and Goddard. If everyone's on Minshew, maybe Goddard does pick up steam. We'll have to wait and see how that all plays out on the week. But just an interesting note up top. The other game, Saw what happened in the mini indie game last week. One of the best games in a long time. The largest comeback in, I think, NFL history for the regular season. Uh, big time uh, knock against Matt Ryan. Now having the NFL Super Bowl claps on top of the NFL regular season record against him now, too, for two collapses. But great game to watch after the first half. You could get through that and get to the second. It turned out to be wonderful. So uh, saw that game last week. This week, going back to Minnesota here, you've got Minnesota versus the Giants. So Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. Two of the other guys that come into the mix. The, the, this week does have Josh Allen versus Fields as an interesting spot. It's got Burrow against New England. There is other spots that you can go to here. Uh, and then, of course, Geno Smith, Mahomes. That, that's another one, too. So I'm just talking about the ones I see being popular and ones that I have a little bit of interest in up front for that reason, you know, or for good reason. That's why they're popular. But I'm just saying that's the spots I'm looking at here. Running back, paying up, I think, this week is going to be popular. McCaffrey Q tag, but should be good to go. I think we'll see. He was limited in practice on Tuesday. I don't expect anything, but at him, 8,800, you can get to him there at home against Washington. Still no Debo, of course. Henry back against Houston again, two time. We saw what happened last time. He could have got a bunch more. Let's just pull the numbers real quick on that because it was obviously recent that he played them. Ended up being, what was it? 219 on the ground, two touchdowns. Yeah. And then a receiving touchdown, 38.8. So, um, you know, could, could do, a, could, couldn't do much more than that. Could, could have done a lot more last week and even the week before against the Chargers in Jacksonville and still got 25 and 29. So again, he'll be popular for a good reason. Don't have a problem with that. Guys playing both sides of this Minnesota Giants game with the Barkley and Dalvin Cook plays. I got no problem. I would lean the Cook side there. Pollard versus Zeke. I kind of lean the Pollard side there, even though he's a lot more money now. He's a thousand bucks more. I like that. I'm a sucker for pain. So the flop lag situation here. Uh, has been ongoing, 
on Kamara, but last week, definitely with the ownership, he got 21 attempts, finally got back in the mix of the usage, but did nothing with it. But the thing was, if you're watching the game, almost broke the 60-yarder at the end, a little shoelace tackle there. So things will be a lot different. The matchup is good going in here on the road, on the road, sorry, against Cleveland. So they could need to use them a little bit more in the target game, all of that stuff. And then the other ones, the Kansas City guys, McKinnon and Pacheco, really tough to work out there. McKinnon, obviously it feels like chasing, but two good weeks in a row now. If you think the game sets up for it to be a back and forth, maybe he stays involved again. If not, you could try out Pacheco if you see it being a blowout here. It's just tough because when you look at it, Kansas City is at home. Usually that's where Seattle struggles is on the road. So I don't know. You you could see it go either way. If everyone's going to be on McKinnon though, I would lean Pacheco just because I could see Kansas City pulling away with this one and getting a win pretty easily here. So I'm going to go with that. And then let's talk wide receiver for a second because the payoff option is Justin Jefferson. After that, it drops completely down almost a thousand bucks, 800 bucks less to go to Diggs. Jefferson is 9,300 this week at home against the Giants. Like him quite a bit. Diggs and Chase, even AJ Brown, depending on the Minshew news or not, could go overlooked. But I wonder about Amonra. Amonra has been a guy who, again, almost like Garrett Wilson, everybody was on. His bad weeks are nine and 10 targets. No real mistakes were made, just only 68 and 76 yards and did not get in the box. So you see a 13 and a 15. And because it's not the 37, 31, 25 that we're used to seeing, maybe people are just a little bit down on him here at 7,800. So I've got a little bit of interest in him. Some other guys, DJ Moore in that same game, opposite side. Metcalf in his game there, I think is interesting. You go look look at him. Um, Tyler Lockett broke his finger, so he's out. If, if you look at that spot here, Metcalf will pick up some steam, but he's also 7,100. It's not really that much. Devontae Smith, good matchup. We saw what Zay Jones just did to this Dallas team. Again, it's maybe Minshew throwing the ball, but Minshew can do that. He, he can throw the ball, so I don't have a problem with it. It's just, again, depending how you're looking at your lineup. Everyone's going to go to Goddard. Maybe you go Minshew, Devontae, and Schultz. If everyone's going to go to Schultz and leave Devontae behind, maybe it's just going to be uh, Dak Schultz, Devontae as the run back. You can do something different there. So really got no problem with that. And that is a good segue. But one last guy I'll note at wide receiver, Hodgins for the Giants. He's been very interesting for, the, for that matchup. Again, obviously coming over from Buffalo with Dayball. It's a spot they've used him. Plenty of targets. I like him. He's, I think, 4,100 this week is the number on him. So price hasn't really fluctuated too much. I'm not sure if I have it exactly here to go back. But uh, was 4,100 last week. Got four targets, four catches for 37 yards. Before that, six, six, four, putting up six, 15, 16, and eight. So uh, it's a fair number for the guy. And I think there's a chance we could see a big game from him. This would be the spot I would expect it. So I like this matchup for him quite a bit. I like the price. I think it's fair. Going to tight end, rounding it out for the show, guys. We've got Kelsey at the top. I do think he'll pick up some steam here. Even with the price, there is value, guys, at wide receiver. If Minshew's in, why not try and get up? To a guy like Kelsey. Now the running backs are getting spent on more. So I think it will cap Kelsey's ownership. Maybe it's 12 to 20. Put a wide range on it. Maybe closer to 12 to 15. But that's still substantial enough when most don't get up there in that. The other interesting guy for me was the Baltimore Ravens. Mark Andrews. Don't know yet what's going on with Lamar. Tyler Huntley. All that situation. But it is a good matchup going up against Atlanta. And he is down to just $5,500. So uh, probably rightfully so based on. 6, 3, 9, 11, 12, 6, 0. 0.4. It's been a far cry from the four of the five games to start a season, weeks two through six, where he put up 23 or more in four of those five. But the price tag goes with it. It's now come down. I think it is the cheapest 
all season. Yeah, he hadn't even got into the 5K range until last week. He did not come through at 5,700. So now he's down to 5,500. I'm going to have some of them this week for sure, no matter what. It's also interesting because he's only a thousand bucks more than Goddard, only 1300 bucks more than Schultz, who I think will be more popular there. And I like them as well. And then lastly, it ties into that game that I talked about earlier, but Hawkinson 4,900, he sort of squeezed right in the middle between the Kelsey Andrews, Goddard and Schultz plays. And then going down, just looking at Bellinger, he's only 3,300. He's back, right? Four, three and five targets in the last three weeks. It hasn't amounted to much. But at that price tag, you can eat it no problem at 3300 and just look for a more upside spot out of him this week. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. Talk through everything for the showdown slate, the prize picks, the main slate. Be back on Friday on this very channel. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that like button, hit the subscribe, turn on your notifications. Myself and Pat will be live in studio this Friday for the Saturday 10-game slate. We'll talk through everything from weather, roster construction, ownership, exposures, top plays, uh, optimals, and then going through building some actual lineups with some of the spots we like. I know last week Mayo had a huge week while I was away and hit for 10K, almost winning the tournament with a stack that he built, pretty much the the core of it, at least on the show on Friday. So you're not going to want to miss that. Follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Check out all the contest details there to get entered in the contest for your shot at $1,000 cold hard cash sent via PayPal this Friday. So last shot to get in, all the ways to get your ballots are on my Twitter at Totag and Tambo. That's going to do it for this week, guys. That's going to do it for these shows before the holiday season. Not overall, you can't get rid of me yet. I'll be back for future shows as always going forward the rest of the season to round it out. But happy holidays to everybody out there. Wish you all the best to you and your family. Appreciate you all supporting and watching the shows. That's going to do it for this time. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks and good luck.